Welcome to Tigers SRD with two hosts who always start on second. Chris Brown. Never-ending parade of mediocrity. And Roger Castillo. Oh, Roger, you live in Detroit. Da, 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 da. Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Tigers SRD here at Motor City MotorCityBengals.com for Tiger Report. I am Rohelio Casillo alongside Ms. Chris Brown, Uper, and we have our guest tonight from around the Foghorn, Jeff Young, talking some Giants. We'll get to the Giants here. Jeff, greetings. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Good. I expect you to do the picture for some reason that have some your sunglasses. I, I can go grab those sunglasses yeah. if you want. That's <laughs> better, right? Um, but there's a lot to get to between the Giants and the Tigers. The Giants, the best team in all of baseball. The Tigers, the best team in the second half of baseball, which is yeah. a sentence I thought I would never say. We'll get to you in a second. But first things first, Chris, why don't you ask Jeff a question? The question we ask our first time guests. All right. Can you hear me? I can. All right. So my microphone is working again. I don't know what I did. But uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, thanks for joining us. We, we always like to ask our guests about their earliest baseball memory. So uh, if you got oh, anything yeah. specific. Uh, sure. Um, I think it was like 1994, 93. My grandma took me to a Giants Expos game, which is obviously Expos, a very old, tiny term at this point, right? Um, and that was probably one of the first memories that I had. I got to see uh, Bonds and Will Clark, or not Will Clark, Matt Williams uh, play. And um, yeah, that's it was pretty cool. Candlestick Park, it was windy as as it as hell. And um you know, it was just kind of, kind of a, kind of a dumpster, but it was, it was our dumpster, so it was nice. Yeah, that would, that would have been one of Bonds' first years in the with the Giants, right? Yeah, it was his uh, second season. I think if it was, if I'm remembering correctly, if it was '94, early in the '94 season. Yeah, it was. It was '93 when they had that pennant race with the Braves. Yeah, that was a, a forgettable season for for a couple of reasons. <laughs> My favorite, uh, one of my favorite Giants of all time is because he had a great mustache and beard is uh, uh, Beck. Uh, close oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, just because. Yeah, really and then you hear the story about him living in a trailer outside oh, yeah. of the ballpark and everything. And um, him and along uh, Kevin Mitchell winking a one-hand catch in left field. Yeah. It's still one of those memories, but it was just the the Bay Series of ni- in 1980, not, or was it 88, or I always get those years confused. It's uh, 89, I think. 89, 89. yeah. The, the Giants... To me, it's always been like the, one of the things I love about them is their jer- the jerseys, the hats, the, the orange with the black, and then that late 80s Giants home jersey. The lettering on that is so cool. I wish they yeah. had that back. Um, that's one of my favorite jerseys of all time. Yeah. They've got some good ones. Yeah, for, for sure. And it's one of those things, too, where, I mean, do you miss having the name on the back of them or not really? Or doesn't it really matter to you? I, it's it's I know for some people it's kind of um, pe- people would prefer not to have the name in the back. I, I'm kind of indifferent. It's it's nice, uh, especially now with how the Giants, you know, they cycle through the roster, and it, it's just nice to kind of put a put a name to a face uh, sometimes because they'll call somebody up and you know I should know about this stuff, but I'll see somebody on the mountain and I'll be like, who is that guy? And then I'll be like, oh, Jay Jackson. That's that's right. He was just called up a couple of days ago. Wait for the uh, DC fan reference to come up. A uh, former Tiger uh, farmhand who's oh yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. He uh, he's in Triple A right now. I, I 
I'm I'm a bit of a fan of his. Um, uh, um, he, he's having a nice season with the Rivercats. Um, I, I think before before he signed with the Giants, he had just as many strikeouts as walks as a pro, which I, I think that's one of those cool stats that that stands out, and you don't really see that all that often. Uh, he's playing all around the field. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's a little bit of a delay there. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's uh, playing all around the field, hitting pretty well. And, um, you know, he, he's making some noise in AAA. I don't know if he's going to play for the Giants this year at any point um, because their their 40-man roster is pretty – it's got a lot of depth right now. But he is definitely making some noise uh, in Sacramento. Yeah, he's playing first base right now for the first time. I was I do the uh, yep. M boys reports for the prospects live, and I've been I've been yeah. keeping an eye on him because I thought as a Tiger and Chris uh, mentioned this on his uh, draft piece, he was a pretty good guy to have around for draft for death purposes. And unfortunately, yeah. for, for whatever reason, he didn't get a, an opportunity. Unlike you know maybe like Mike Gerber or what have you. Who? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, uh, Chris. Do you think Gerber is the same as Grzan a little bit or more power? Yeah, I think Gerber was more of a power over hit yeah. guy. Chrisanne strikes me as kind of a classic tweener where he can hit yep. a little bit, but that doesn't have the power to really profile in the corner, and he's not a great uh, defensive center fielder. And he played some second base too, right? Yeah, he's playing some second base too. Oh, wow. He's playing everywhere. I did not realize he was playing second base. but uh, So we'll get back to the Giants in a minute, but I wanted to talk about the Tigers a little bit. The There's some really – Tigers have won seven in a row. They won today. Beat, they beat the Rangers, who I, 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 I want to calm. I, I, it's like everybody's excited and everybody's pumped. And, I, and look, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, and I'm not. I'm not. But it's just like it's hard because the Rangers are terrible. I mean, the rain, this, I mean Michael Fokalechitz, uh, or I'm going to say his name right. Um, Fokalechitz. Fokalechitz, thank you, was just – he looked like just, I mean, like just, everything was just like bad, but the Tigers took advantage of it. He was just, he looked, he looked like he did when in Atlanta, like towards the tail end of Atlanta. He just was giving up everything. And the Rangers himself, offensively speaking, the Tigers took advantage of a, a bad Rangers offense that couldn't really get anything together. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I'll start with you, Youper. I mean, Tiger fever is rampant across the Motor City. Yeah. But at the same time, I know, I know you are, are, are all of us. Out of the season predictions, you're the one that was the most, uh, quote unquote, cynical. But I like to believe you're the most realistic. But uh, I'll start with you, Uber. Are you uh, buying or selling the hype? That is Tiger Fever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm buying enough to say that they are better than I thought they were going to be this year. Um, you know, last week we talked about how this was their opportunity to get hot. They were coming out of the All Star break with 18 games against sub 500 teams and 12 of them at home. Uh, I didn't think they'd come out and reel off the first seven, but that's great. And it's been very fun. And, and I don't blame fans who are having a great time with it. They should. I've been having a lot of fun. You know, this has been a fun week of baseball. And But, yeah, they're, the, the, t- the Rangers are kind of trash right now. Um, they're going to have the first or second draft pick next year. Um, and Minnesota is playing – pretty poor baseball as well uh, with some injuries and the pitching has just been devastatingly bad. So it's all come together. The Tigers have gotten hot. They're playing some weak teams and they have two more weeks of weak teams. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, uh, Kansas city went into uh, Milwaukee and, and swept them. So the Tigers are going to Kansas city now. We'll see how that goes. It should be a good series. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I the the one thing I wanted to take away. I mean, we'll get to Minnesota because Minnesota's made some waves today. But what about you, Chris? I mean, you. I, I think you also just like me. You don't want to drink the the, the orange punch, but. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you kind of just have to play the teams that are in front of you, you know, and and yeah. so. I was telling you the other day, like, it's nice to feel bad for another team for once. It's, it's something I've, I've always, like, back when the Tigers were really good in the early uh, parts of the decade, um, you'd see these other teams, and, and they'd have, like, this, you know, random 26-year-old reliever just trying to hold on who can't throw strikes, or a 35-year-old who's just, you know, hoping for one less hurrah. And uh, and that's been the Tigers, basically, for the last four years. And it's kind of nice to have that be the other team. Yeah. And so and, – and, What's fun about the Tigers is, you know, I, I don't want to say that it's necessarily for real. They are beating up on bad teams, but they're doing it with a roster that's really different than it was to begin the year. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of what the Giants have done in the last several years of cycling through these players and getting guys from out of nowhere. I don't know what the people named Vossler and uh, <laughs> there's probably a Skippy in there at some point. But, uh, you know, you, you see guys like... Haas, Haas has come in and been a monster. You know, who knows if it'll last? You know, Badu is one of the best stories in baseball. Zach Short has come in and provided some pop and good defense. Uh, Jake Rogers was doing it on both sides of the ball in a way that, that's some fun. You know, Scooble and Mize have really stepped up. Uh, but there's definitely been some luck. Like, Willie Peralta isn't suddenly a great pitcher. He's, he's got <laughs> – his peripherals are all pretty much the same as they've always been. He's not striking guys out. He's walking guys uh, – so that's going to come back down to earth. I still don't understand how Matt Manning is, is having any level of success given uh, what he's throwing. So I, I do think it's going to come down a little bit, but man, it's, it's just nice to see a team that's competitive and fun to watch and doesn't feel out of a game basically ever now, which is it's just new. It's a new feeling for the last several years. Yeah, it's and you know what? I, what I've been really enjoying about this whole experience is that we've seen fans out there coming out there with a, a lot of energy, a lot of the "quote unquote" Tigers Twitter, whatever that uh, terminology means. I don't know if there's a Giants Twitter, quote unquote, but uh, no, I mean it's just it's it's good to see that and it's infectious. And also at the same time, you, what you said is correct. They're, they're doing what they have to do against the teams that they're supposed to beat. And amazing enough, I mean, you have some performances like Kyle Funkhauser who is not allowed to hit or run now in 16 straight innings of work. Jimenez is going out there pitching two innings, which he hasn't done in a long time. So Jeff, I'll ask you in terms of from an outsider's point of view from the National League, which is, I mean, the National League West is such a ferocious beast. In terms of watching the NSL or the AL Central beating itself up, what, I mean, what are you, what's your thoughts about the Tigers season from afar? Yeah, I mean, uh, for for starters, uh, I like that they went out and signed uh, Robbie Grossman to start the year. He's, he's kind of one of my quietly under the radar favorite players because he he doesn't do he doesn't hit for a ton of power. Although I think he has like fifteen home runs this year, um, but he he's one of those guys he really gets on base at a high clip, works the counts, um, and I, I'm honestly surprised that the Giants didn't try to pick him up. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously with, with the Tigers, if we go back to 2017 with the Giants and the Tigers, they were two of the worst teams in baseball and uh, they accumulated some assets uh, uh, since that time. And, and you know, it, it, it does sound like the Tigers are kind of maybe maybe not the competitive windows opening, but they're, they're taking the next step in their development, you know, and they're they're taking care of the the, work, the lesser teams, you know. 
it's great that they're beating the Rangers. It's great that they're beating up. Uh, was it the Royals that they that they played recently? Um, and they went, the which one? Twins. Twins. Okay. I mean, but that that's that's the sign of a team that's progressing, right? Because if you go back to where the Tigers were just a couple of years ago, I mean, they probably instead of rattling off nine or seven wins in a row, they probably go four and three or three and four, and and we'd be okay with it, right? I mean. That, that's kind of what it seems like, and 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 of course, it, it's good to see that Casey Mize is um, kind of uh, having a, a nice season after after maybe a rough uh, rookie year last year. Um, it's unfortunate that Scooble, or is it uh, Scooble or is it Scooble? Scooble, um, yeah. It, it's unfortunate that he underwent Tommy John surgery recently. Um, and then obviously with with the story with uh oh you uh, Trimble Trimble. Terrible. Okay. I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the names mixed up, but, uh, and then, and then with, uh, the story with, uh, Badu, I mean, that, that's kind of how you, you find weight. I mean, when you find kind of, uh, unheralded gems like that, I mean, that's kind of how you build a strong roster. You, you, uh, make some good free agent signings, but, uh, the, the base of your organization is based on, you know, uh, building through the draft and then finding maybe one or two guys that, that were, uh, overlooked by other teams. I mean, that's that's kind of where the Giants are at right now, too. Yeah, and, and I want to get to the Giants here. And, and the sure. thing is, I really liked how they built their pitching staff in the offseason. It was one of those things where, and Chris and I, I know you've been in the part of this conversation in our Slack channel on our fan side. It's it's impressive that the Giants are able to go out there and they get a guy in, in Alex Wood who has been kind of beat up a little bit, but he's been able to uh, come in, provide 88 innings of quality work. I mean, it's not, it's again, he's a guy who's going to go out there and at least be a gamer. Same thing with uh, Johnny Cueto, who I honestly wasn't even sure what, what, what Giants fans were expecting out of him, but the Anthony um, D. Schiaffini signing was one of the ones that I wish the Tigers would have gone after him. And he yeah. has done really well. I mean, 23% strikeout rate. He's got a two war, but then, I mean, Kevin Gossman, that was such a Kiwi signing to get him back there. But talk about the Giants approach to the off season, because, I thought they had a quietly one of the better off seasons in baseball. Yeah, I mean, I think depth was the the key buzzword that that we kept using when looking at that the most the Giants were making um, with signing a guy like Di Scafani. I mean, you it's easy to see him. I mean, he struggled, but when you looked at his stats, he struggled at the Great American Ballpark, which is one of the more hitter friendly ballparks, and it was just easy to envision him needing a change of scenery, going to a a more pitcher friendly park like like Oracle Park and um, Comerica Park would have been another uh, good park for him too, because I mean, the dimensions are so big. He probably would have had success there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Giants, they, they, they did quietly have a nice offseason. They, they, um, they added a bunch of starting pitchers with Sanchez, with DiScafani, Wood. Um, and then I think I'm missing one. I am missing one. I mean, obviously they resigned Gosman. Um, but when it comes to building the bullpen, I mean, they, they have one of the better bullpen ERAs in baseball right now, and, and maybe the underlying numbers don't necessarily uh, support that. But they also went out and they did it by um, through a lot of like uh, minor league signings and a lot of, you know, just minor moves that didn't really uh, that didn't really capture a lot of attention. Uh, you look at the guys who are there right now, like Jay Jackson, Dominic Leon. And, and Zach Littell, and they, they've all, uh, over the past, I mean, throughout this year, Jay Jackson's relatively new to the roster, but Littell and Leon have become leverage relievers in, in the Giants' bullpen. They were both brought in on minor league deals. Jake McGee was a 
signed to a two-year $5 million contract. Uh, John Brebbia was signed for $800,000. Uh, and he's he's uh, under team control for a couple more seasons. And then uh, Jose Alvarez has been quietly good as well. So, I mean, you look at the offseason, they just they added a lot of pieces in a lot of different areas to kind of fortify their their uh, their roster. I mean, the like, like for instance, um, they didn't really need to, to add an outfielder, but they still traded for one in Lamont Wayne Jr. And he, he's already hit nine home runs for them. And um, they didn't really necessarily need to get a, another middle infielder, but they did with Tommy LaSella. Uh, he's been injured for the most uh, for for most of the season, but he was kind of having one of his better games before he hit the, the injured list. Um, so yeah, it was it was um, it was quietly a good offseason. They didn't really go out and give out uh, any huge contracts to anyone. Um, you know, they 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 still have the flexibility in future seasons to add if they need to, but. Uh, they they definitely position themselves well in 2021. And I'll say from from my perspective, at least uh, on the outside, one of the most interesting stories of the Giants this year is, is kind of the fountain of youth that they apparently found. Yeah. They, uh, you know, Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, and, and Longoria before he were hurt was hurt was uh, you know all having really awesome seasons, and and the other two yeah. guys still are. And I'm just kind of curious if there's. Any explanation for that? Is, is, is it Gabe Kapler uh, breaking out the tanning light on the undercarriage or is this just, <laughs> is this just kind of one of those things that these are really talented players and, and they're kind of having a, you know, late, late career renaissance. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the first part is uh, uh, the first part is true that they are very talented and they have been for a very long time. But when Gabe Kapler uh, came over to the giants uh, in the 2020 uh, off season, uh, two years ago, he added, he created a, a coaching staff that was a little, that, that had plenty of risk because a lot of these uh, coaches didn't really have a lot of uh, major league experience. Some of them hadn't played a lot of pro ball, uh, but they understood analytics, they understood where, where today's game is moving. And especially with the hitting coaches that they brought in, I mean, they understand the biomechanics of teaching, hitting and and trying to get you know, people to hit the ball and air more because that's that's kind of what what hitters are trying to do. So I think that the hitting coaches um, they they quietly get a lot of credit from from many of the key hitters, but I, I think they have a huge they have a huge part in explaining why guys like Posey and Crawford and and Belt and Longoria are doing so well this year. Uh, in the case with Longoria and Belt, when healthy, they they both been pretty good. Um, and then Posey and Crawford were all stars this year. Uh, Posey missed it because of injury, but uh, Crawford was there. Yeah, and, 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 I mean, I, th I think I saw that Crawford made a, a specific swing change this year, and it's kind of oh, yeah. he's always just shocked me with how athletic he is for his size. Yeah, he's not he's not like a giant, but he just looks kind of hefty out there. But he's an awesome shortstop, and he you know to make that sort of swing change in your mid thirties is remarkable to me. And uh, yeah, no, it's impressive to see what he's doing. Yeah, I, I mean, there's more to it than than just this one observation, but he's he's opened up his uh, his stance quite a bit. Um, he's probably impacting the ball at a, a much better angle now than he used to. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it's kind of uh, crazy to see a 34 year old shortstop have the best season of his career, um, like what we're seeing with Crawford. Yeah, and the, the biggest takeaway too about the Giants too is that you have guy. I mean, I know that Mike. Yastrzemski is a guy that everybody was kind of hoping was going to have this continue to grow in his career. Yeah. You know, in terms of look at some of his numbers, he's still doing a very good job. WRC plus 
over 122. So he's walking a 10% clip, but is it we're our fans with our fans are pleased with his performance? It's 16 home runs. I mean, everybody seems to be and Giants fans I know are pretty critical from my understanding. Um, <laughs> they're you know, some of the I know there's other way teams like Giants fans are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty crass, but. Has everybody been happy with Yastrzemski's performance this season? Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard, I haven't heard or seen anything um, suggesting that anyone is is dissatisfied with his performance. Um, of course, it helps to have one of the best records in baseball. Um, but I think last year, I mean, it looked like he was just taking the next step from becoming like a, a high quality, above average player to be, becoming a star. And then this year, it's kind of he's kind of been more of how he was in 2019, and and I mean that's still a very uh, good, um, uh, you know, valuable player on the roster. Um, So I I mean, I don't know if he's uh, taken a step back necessarily or anything like that. Um, The 60 game season was was a very small sample, but um, I'd say pretty much everyone is happy with his performance so far. He's going to hit 25 home runs if he's healthy. I mean. He's he's played really good uh, defense in right field. He's he's somebody who can play every day. He's not a platoon hitter. Um, yeah, he just he does a lot of he does a lot of good things in the field. Jeff, do you with the deadline? Do you see a big splash move coming from the Giants, or do you think it's going to be more like maybe one or two moves that just fit the, fit into the puzzle and help the team along? Yeah, I mean, it'd be great if the Giants went out and got like Max Scherzer, Chris Bryan, and, and Craig Kimbrell, right? That would be awesome. Um, but I, I wouldn't expect that was Zaidi. Um, you know, he he's uh, mentioned in the past that he's he's focused on balancing the present with the future, and that kind of makes me think he's not going to go out and and um, you know offload any major uh, prospect capital to to acquire a guy who's going to be under team control for beyond this season. I think they're probably going to focus on rentals. Uh, to be honest, and and um, it sounds like they're they're targeting uh, starting pitching a, a couple of names that come to mind. I know Danny Duffy was just rumored uh, to be a target for the Giants. Uh, Zach Davies makes some sense um, in, in terms of bullpen arms. I, I'd really like them to look at maybe uh, Ryan Tapera and and Andrew and Yimi Garcia of the Marlins. I think um, all of those guys could be had for a reasonable at a reasonable cost. Um, so I think it's going to be, to answer your question, I think it's going to be kind of more uh, depth-like moves. I don't know if it's going to be anything that really, um, you know, makes any headlines uh, on uh, July 31st. But, you know, it, it's a move. It, it, it'll it be moves that can, that can definitely um, position themselves better uh, for, for a run down the stretch. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, like, uh, Jose Cesaro looks crazy. I mean, I, you know, the Giants have a, a couple and speaking of prospects too this is a system that it doesn't i don't want to say it's a big headlining system I and mean, you have joey bart who's been yeah. eating pretty well uh talk about there's there's the the uh shortstop uh marcio uh marcio uh, luciano who's yeah. after a pretty good start too but is there anybody else in terms of like pitching wise it seems like it's very outfield infield heavy and then outside of that yeah. there's kyle harrison but is there any other Pictures or anybody else that's kind of under the radar, San Francisco? Yeah, I mean, uh, Seth Corey was a third-round pick in 2017. He was drafted out of high school. Um, I know some prospect publications had him as a top 100 prospect heading into the 2020 season when we thought there was going to be a 2020 season. Um, so on the, on the pitching side, there, there are a lot of arms that they have who are very similar in terms of their – 
you know, they're, they're more pitchability over stuff um, type of uh, type of pitcher. So guys like Caleb Killian, who is uh, an eighth round pick in 2019, he's already in double A. Um, of course, Cal Harrison, as you mentioned, he, he's a name to keep an eye on. Um, they drafted Will Bedner. He's he's probably going to slot in as, as one of their uh, better pitching prospects in the system. But it, it is a system that is definitely light on pitching. Um, in terms of uh, position players, that's that's obviously where where the names are at. Will Wilson's in Double A. Uh, he's he's uh, off to a nice season. Marco Luciano is leading. I think he's leading Low A West, which is where San Jose plays. It used to be the California League. Uh, he leads low A West in home runs, and I think he's he's only 19 years old at, at the moment. Uh, Elliot Ramos just got promoted to Triple A. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, th- there are a lot of guys who are doing well this year. Um, there is one guy who I, I might like more than just about anyone else, but his name is Brett Auerbeck. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent last year. He can play just about anywhere. If you look at his uh, baseball reference page, you see that he, he'll play second base, third base, and catcher. And he's got good bat to ball skills. Uh, doesn't hit for a lot of power. He, although he has been hitting for a little more power recently, he's made some obvious swing changes when you look at him uh, compared to his days in college. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, they they have a they they're building a pretty good system, and also they're not really graduating anyone from the prospect list this year. So it's probably going to continue to rank highly. But it's also a very young system as well. Uh, the the key names Luciano and Matos are both 19 years old. And, um, you know, there's still a lot of development that need that to be realized with both of them and a lot of other names as well. So it's 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 definitely kind of like an iceberg in a way where you only see uh, a couple of names on top and then everyone else is kind of still in the lower levels. So you you touched on the the draft a little bit. They took Will Bednar uh, and uh, people made a lot of uh, noise about you know, the angels taking all pitchers, but the, the giants would really pitcher heavy too. I didn't wonder if you were going to talk about, there's some really interesting arms in there. Yeah. they. Yeah. I, I think uh, there's, there must be something to it because the, I think the Dodgers went pretty heavy on pitchers as well. Um, what was interesting about the guys that they picked up uh, in the draft is it, it, I was expecting, you know, more uh, command over stuff with uh, the guys that they went that, that, they go after because that's that's who they've targeted since the new front office uh, took over. But the guys that they picked this year, to me, it's a little more stuff over command. Um, you know, guys who might uh, maybe struggle a little bit at first because they, they don't have the repeatability in their delivery to uh, consistently pound the strike zone. But you know, good swing and miss stuff. So I, I think that's the thing that that uh, stands out to me with the, with the guys that they picked just just in total. And uh, Bender is is kind of. Um, you know, one of the exceptions this year. I mean, he, he has great strikeout stuff, but he also has really good command as well. Um, the guys behind him are, are kind of more middle, not middle of the pack, but but definitely stuff over command at this point. But the, the Giants' second half, though, before we let you go, the one the one of the questions I want to ask you was: the Giants are quote unquote in re. Would you say they're in? Chris, we talked about this before. They're in rebuild, um, but they seem like they're way further ahead than the Tigers are. And it seemed like they're going to make some, possibly some, maybe make some postseason noise. I'm not really sure. You got the Dodgers out there, in the Padres. Mm-hmm. Are they going to just continue to stay the course? You mentioned this. Do they stay the course, or um, do they consider like just getting the postseason and this was a successful season? I mean, the expectations for the Giants this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, getting to the playoffs is uh, when this season started. I, I don't know if anyone expected the Giants to even be 
uh, as much in the playoff picture as they are right now. So, I mean, to me, that's a huge success. Um, and anything that comes after that is is great. Uh, I would love it if they went to the World Series and won again. That would be great. But um, to be honest, I mean, uh, I think uh, if you go back just a couple of years and look at where the Giants were in 2019 or 2018, uh, no one really could have predicted that they'd be as good as, as they are right now. And it, this, this rebuild, which never really fully took place, um, it, it feels like it's the, the rebuild is, in, in a sense, uh, over and that their, their competitive window is beginning to open up. So I, I think um, with how they pro- approach the, the trade deadline, it's still going to be, you know, they're, they're still going to go, they're, they're not going to, you know, blow up the farm system because um, they feel like this is, this is a chance that they have the, to win the World Series. But I think they're also going to be a, a tough team to play because they, they do so many things well right now. I mean, they have one of the best defenses uh, in baseball. If you look at outs above average, they were at number one or two just last week um, with Gosman and Scafani. I mean, that that's a pretty good one-two punch right there. Uh, the bullpen definitely needs help, uh, even though they have pitched well. Um, but they, they have some good arms there as well. Do they have any need for like an on-base source like a Robbie Grossman? I, I I feel like I write something every year about uh the, how, why the Giants should uh, sign or trade for Robbie Grossman. So uh, I I would be I would be stoked. Uh, they definitely need outfield help. Um, they they have some so, they have some soft spots if you look at the the Giants. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently he didn't like the uh, Robbie Grossman idea. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> that was funny. Um, hey, hey, if they want Victor Reyes, there you go. Hey, don't, don't you say that. Bite your tongue. I shall home not bite run, my tongue on that. Home run, stolen base, sack fly RBI today. The man's a producer. Well, against the Rangers, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, no, uh, uh, we'll, we'll wait for Jeff to get back, and then we'll end the segment. But then we'll get into the the good, the bad, the ugly, and the inside of numbers. But uh, well, I mean, if you look at the John, again, Chris. It's, uh, uh, I've talked about this before too. It just seems like a guy like, for example, you know, Tyler Rogers. He's been with the Giants forever. Like you don't you don't realize that some of their homegrown talent in their bullpen has just it's been there for been staples. And he's the dude with a crazy arm angle, right? Like, right. like just the bonkers and the bonkers. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, it, it's such a weird sort of rebuild. I know you guys are just talking about that because, like he said, they didn't really get the rebuild going as we would recognize it. They suddenly just were really good with a bunch of veterans. And I think Crawford's gone after this year. I don't know how much longer they have Posey. They, uh, they have a, a team option for 2022 with a buyout for $3 million. I feel like with how he's performed, they're probably going to exercise that team option, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, interesting. Luciano there is probably the shortstop of the future, but I don't know. They're going to bring Crawford back for a year or two. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they, they could. I, I just, I'd be a little skeptical if it was anything more than two years given his age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that, he, you know, he's playing a, a premium position. Yeah, all things considering, I mean, it's it's good to see the Giants kind of ahead of the rebuild. And the reason why I bring on Jeff is because we look at the kind of compare the Giants to Tigers all the time because the rebuild started around the same time. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting to see how they're at sixty wins already, and and, and the division where you saw the Dodgers last year 
they win the World Series. You saw the Padres spend a bunch of money, and they were able to solidify themselves in some good, solid trades, too. Giants were just like, ah, no, you know what? No, we're good. And doing little things like yeah. that, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Um, but, yeah, the, again, having a, a pitching staff, like a one-two combo like that of Gosman and he, Scaffanini really does go a long way. And, and pitching depth-wise, I just – even I know Aaron Sanchez is on the IL. I still like that signing as a general because they at least yeah. tried to see him out and see what they what was able or what he was capable of. He was under thirty years old. There's no, I mean, just take it a flyer on him, if you will. At uh, the end of the, at the end of the day, for me, just you know, as someone who watches from afar, it's more proof. It's a GM's game, and Zaidi came with a reputation, and he's lived up to it so far. Would you agree? He's he's done everything. And when he inherited the Giants roster, I mean, it, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, flexibility. I mean, they had, they had a lot of uh, veterans on very lucrative contracts that they couldn't move. So he kind of just he, he just kind of had to make small moves uh, around the margins. And, um, you know, the, the, some of those contracts have fallen off the books. So there's a little more flexibility. And, you know, what we saw last year is is he was pretty aggressive um, once, once he had a little more uh, financial flexibility to make some moves, um, so I think I mean he's he's obviously done very well this uh, uh, since taking over for the Giants, and um, you know I yeah he's he's probably going to be in the running for executive of the year to be honest. He's going to be you know one of the top options. Yeah, if you think about it, too, you built a lot of that Dodgers team too. I mean the 2016 draft was all him. It's kind of ironic to watch him like probably go back and go oh well. well I mean, just kind of best of both worlds right there in some way. But so you can find all Jeff's work at Around the Foghorn. It's a fan sided site. It's our Giants, our friends over from the Giants side. And uh, is there anything you wanted to pimp out, uh, podcasts, articles, anything you want to let the people know about? No, I mean, I, that's good enough. I'm, I'm happy to talk Giants baseball, Tigers baseball. Uh, it was, it's great chatting with you guys and getting, um, getting a little more perspective. Um, uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but when you write about one team, it, it kind of um, creates like blinders. You don't really see what's going on around, around baseball. So nice to get a little more, a little more perspective, to be honest. No, and I, Jeff, ever since I started this, uh, now it's going to be going on two years coming up in December. I've never been more focused on one team in my life, but then, like I said, I, but I've always tried my hardest to just like go, okay. I mean, I have my teams. I have like, I, I love the NS central and there's other much baseball as I can, but you're right. It's just when you start getting into that fact where you're like, oh, I forgot that so-and-so played for a team or something like that. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I had no idea who Eric Haas was. Is it Eric Haas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> before, before looking at his baseball reference or before looking at the Tiger stats. Um, so it shows how much I'm paying attention. Yeah, but then again, I mean, to give you an example of uh, Darren Ruff, and it's a guy who's been around the league for a long time. He's 34 years old. And I forgot he was even in the league until I realized he was on the Giants roster. So, um, but yeah, it's, it works. It, uh, that's what I love about baseball. Just seeing these, the Giants, like when when, this giant, when they had Joe Morgan in the 80s. I mean, this guy was no more as a red. Then he comes over to San Francisco and is productive in his uh, late, late part of his career. And always Giants always seem to do that. They always have some, they get a guy that was good somewhere else and, Daryl Evans, by the way, the biggest free agent sign the Tigers ever had. Has a really good years in San Francisco. Uh, Matt yeah. Noakes was a Giants prospect before the Tigers traded for him in '86. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah, I could go on and on about wax poetic about the uh, about that. But uh, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this evening. We really appreciate it. 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, it was great chatting. Like I said, it was great to chat baseball with you guys, and uh, hopefully we can do it again soon.